Hello and welcome to the Nittany Gritty. I am John Sauber, Penn State men's basketball writer at the Center Daily Times. He is Tim Frazier. Tim, how are we doing? Man, good, man. How about yourself? Doing good. It is, uh, it's a weird time of year, right? Like college basketball is really starting to ramp up. The NBA is starting mm-hmm. to ramp up. We have uh, one more college football game tonight that by the time you listen to this, uh, will be done and over with and we'll be on to pretty much just basketball season. So it's that weird middle ground for me where I'm like, yeah. it, football's over, but there's still stuff to be done with that. And then you start to ramp up into like, going to more basketball games and everything like that. So uh, fun time of year, a little, a little less stressful. Yeah, man. You know, I'm in Houston at the moment. So, you know, the championship game is here tonight. Um, I must say from our last show, I was wrong on both ends. I picked Texas and Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and should have won with, and Michigan and Washington both went one. So um I got no stake in the game tonight. I got no stake. What about you? Yeah, so I uh I said it would be Bama and Washington, I think. Uh which, mm-hmm. you know, one out of two ain't bad. Uh and if <laughs> frankly, if Bama's center could snap the ball, I think I probably would have right. had two for two on that one. Uh but I so I covered uh Michael Penix a little bit when I was out in Indiana. I covered mm-hmm. uh, Kalen DeBoer a little bit when we both overlapped for like a very short period of time in Indiana. Uh, and so I'm a little bit partial to those guys. Uh, plus that, that Washington offense is a lot of fun and whatever gets this mm-hmm. game to being high scoring, I'm all for. Uh, so sure. I think I'm probably pulling for Washington in this one, but either way, like it's going to be a really good game. Really exciting one that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Same. What, I think one that I assume, are you going to be Go at? It's in Houston. I mean, I know. what are the excuses there? I got invited to to go, and I just for me it's just I don't know I, when you don't really have a stake in the game. Like I, yeah, yeah. for me it's just kind of like oh what's yeah all right, and I I believe there's gonna be they're gonna another national championship is gonna be in Houston sometime soon. Like oh, I don't know, I just crowded traffic. It's gonna be a while, <laughs> you know. It's just and 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 to top it off, it's it's raining here today too. It's supposed to rain all day today. Um, even though the game's inside, but still. So I, I don't think I'll go, but um out to all the people that's going to go. Yeah, you're exactly like me from that standpoint. And that like, it's like, so I've I've gone to tons of games in the past for, mm-hmm. for like fun and stuff. And it's like, buddies will invite me to a Sixers game. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good time. And you get like the day before the day, I'm like, yeah. man, you got to drive there. You got to wait in the car a little bit. You got to park. It's like, I can watch it on TV. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh but no, I, I I think that is uh, that is very relatable and and honestly, like it, it sucks because from a work standpoint, that kind of happened with me on Sunday. We'll get into this. Uh, Penn State plays at the Plestra. Naturally, it snows like eight inches uh, here in Center County on Saturday, so I couldn't get out for the game. And it was still snowing a little bit, and the roads weren't great Sunday morning, so I got stuck at home. Like I couldn't right. even go to the game, and you know the. Uh, the arena that that is my favorite to watch games in, which which sucks that I didn't get to go to that. But uh, fortunately for Penn State, they got a win that was uh, that put them at one and one this week against the two Michigan schools, and and a win they really needed because that that Thursday night game against Michigan State was uh, it was pretty tough, and I think there was some potential for a downturn. Like had they lost mm-hmm. that game, right? If you lose that game, then lose to Michigan, you can you know the the snowball starts rolling downhill a little bit. Uh, and I think they, they really needed to get that win on Sunday to kind of get them back on track. Honestly, I, I'm proud of the guys because I think when you look at the, the, the previous games and how the season has gone, like we saw how they lose to in the tournament earlier, they lose and then it becomes a three game loss into a four game loss. And here just to get beat, how bad they got beat at Michigan State and to turn it around and, you know, and start off slow. 
you know, they're down in Michigan, start off slow, but to ramp that up and turn that game around and, and to win it, man, I'm proud of the guys, man, they fall. And at the end of the day, we look at the, you know, it's still early, but we look at the, what we always say, you got to be 500 in the Big Ten. We look right now, you're two and two. You know, I mean, we're, you know, a little early, but still at the end of the day, you're still two and two. It's, it's funny. Yeah, I know you probably saw that. I saw someone tweet this. He said Penn State men's basketball was able to do something that the Penn State football team hasn't done in a long time. And that's beat Michigan and Ohio State in the same season. So, you know, yeah. you got to give props to, you know, to, to the team, especially right now. And um, I'm happy for them. And, you know, obviously you want to go 2 0 as a player and as a fan, as a coach, but um, splitting those, splitting that one and one. And, 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 and really taking taking care of business at the Palestra in, in in Philly, in Pennsylvania, where, you know, that's Penn State's, you know, big thing. We want to recruit Philly. We want to be able to get that stuff done. So to be able to do that, go there and win in a, in a, in a sold-out, packed arena where, like we talked about last week, how hot it is and sweaty it is, and they have the fans behind their back, to be able to do that and, and come away and pull it away and do it how they did it, 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 it props to them for sure. Oh, and, and you mentioned, you know, you got to you got to win at home in the Big Ten like this was this was a home game for them. And frankly, right. it's the best home court advantage that they're going to have all season. And that's part of, mm-hmm. I think, what what really made this an important game for them to get, because if you don't get it when you have that kind of crowd behind you against a Michigan team that is good, but not great, is dealing with, mm-hmm. with its own stuff that we might get into later. Like it is. I don't know. It, it can put you behind the eight ball real quick because the schedule does not get easier either. Yeah, they got yeah. Northwestern and Purdue coming up and Northwestern just beat the Michigan state team that, that smoked uh, Penn state on Thursday night. And, and like you said, it, it didn't start great. They were, they were a little behind the eight ball at first. They were, they looked like they were kind of the same team that lost the Spartans, right? They're down yeah, by as much right. as 14, in the first half uh, and 10 at halftime. And, and you go into it and it's like, well, what's the answer, right? Because they're, they're not playing all that well. Um, they're not forcing as many turnovers as they need to. Things are a little bit too easy for Michigan on the offensive end. And then they turn it around, uh, end up scoring a bunch off turnovers. Ace Baldwin leads the team with 25 as they need him to. And I think that is going to be an important development the rest of the year, right? Because we've seen Kanye Clary has been the leading scorer most of the season. We haven't seen – like. Uh, Ace is not like some prolific score or anything like that. You know what I mean? He's not going to go out average 20 a night or anything like that. But they need him to have these kind of nights where he can get 20 to 25 when the team just kind of doesn't have it in other places. And and I think they they got it Sunday, and they're going to need it in other big moments the rest of the year too from him. Curious is just a thought that just crossed my mind. You know, you look at it, it's like um, – I wish that we had the analytics guy or whatever guy we could talk to in the earpiece and they can look this up, you know, how they do it on TNT and all the TV shows. That's right. But it's like you want to know, like, what's the record when Ace is the leading scorer of the team? Yeah. Because, you know, yes, Kanye is obviously not trying to take away from Kanye what he does, but he has been, you know, the leading scorer for most of the most of the season and as far as that goes. But what's the record when Kanye – when when Ace is the leading scorer, because I, I think I think if we look that up, I think they're probably undefeated when he's the leading scorer when it comes down to it, that maybe that might be the the secret to what's needed. Not saying that we don't need Kanye Clary to score, because obviously he we need him to score to even stay in the game and be there. But when Ace is on, he's scoring as well as facilitating and having, having big games like that. I'm sure they're, they they got to have a high win percentage. Well, and, and it's not just that either, right? It's it's shows and, and or not just I don't want to say it's not just that. It's what comes behind that too, right? It means right. usually when you have Ace involved offensively, 
it means he's really putting it out there defensively, right? Because it means mm-hmm. he's getting points in transition because he's forcing yep. forcing turnovers at the point of attack. And, he's getting and, to the free throw line, yep. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and they need that out of him. And you mentioned it just anecdotally from the last two games. He puts up 25 against Michigan, they win. He puts up two against Michigan State, and they get destroyed. Right. Like, right. There is, like there's a through line here in how he performs and how they perform. The one game that comes to mind that they didn't win where he put up a lot of points is the VCU oh, game. VCU game yeah. And you can you can kind of explain that away because it's like, of course, he's trying to, you know what I mean, yeah, put it out yeah. there against his old team, right? Like he's mm-hmm. trying to he's trying to be that leading scorer in some sense. And I think we kind of saw that. Plus, Kanye goes out with an injury, so you're not right. playing with the full complement of guys. So but yeah, I think, you know, him getting to to 20 plus points, him getting to 15 plus points is really important for this team because he's only hit that mark of 20. I'm looking at it now. Twice this year, Twice. Michigan and VCU, right? Like, yeah. and, and they need him to be able to get to that number. You know, not like I said, he's not going to do it every night. You don't have to do it every single night. Yeah. Uh, but they play better when he plays better, right? And, and they need uh, they need that to be the case more often. And they need him more engaged defensively. Because the other part about that is with the press, when when the the head of the snake isn't putting it all out there isn't going full bore. It makes the rest of the press difficult because if you don't have the guy on the ball defending yeah. all out, then everything can call, fall apart behind him pretty easily. Right. There's gaps. You know, you got to have, there's going to be gaps in that press. There's going to be gaps in the, in the effort that's being given, especially because of, and people, other players, they follow the leader, you know what I mean? And Ace has been given this role of being a leader and he has to lead by example. You know, he has to go out there. He has to give it his all. He has to lead by example. And, and you could tell it like, you know, we're all human when we're, when we're scoring and we're making, you know what I mean, baskets and, you know, obviously we're going to, we play better, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm talking about myself. I mean, I think that you can always say, well, you can't be a field good player, but at the end of the day, when you're not making shots, it's kind of hard to kind of not get that out of your head. Only the great ones. And, you know, we talk about great ones able to do that and still be able to push that in the back of their mind. And, but for him to be able to score, his defense picks up, his offense picks up, he gets others involved as well. So their, their game is, is it, it, playing well and getting better as well. So I think that's just all part of what, when you look at it, what might be the key to success for Penn State basketball this season. Yeah, and, and he is, you know, that, that shouldn't be all that surprising, right? There's a reason Mike right. Rhodes brought him with him from VCU. He is the guy that they want to be that guy. Um, you know, he's he's only been the leading scorer. Shout out to, again, producer Amir, who uh, who has helped us uh, on this front, brought him up last week. He's only been a leading scorer twice this year, been VCU yeah. in Michigan. And, and you know, that I think that shows a little bit of them needing him to step up uh, and, and them needing him to be that kind of guy. But I think the, the other part about this Michigan game that stood out to me anyways was there, it felt like the, it felt like the collective intensity was there in the second half. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that was – just the crowd in the environment because it, it kind of when you're when you're in that place and the, and the crowd is backing you it's it's put up or shut up time because if that crowd can't get you going then the BJC crowd's never going to get you going uh and, and I think they they did a good job of rallying around the support that they had I do wonder though like I said that's the only time they're going to have it this year like does that necessarily bode well for other home games when maybe they don't have that crowd and are they going to need the, the crowd to be more bought in right when they go back to the BJC because it is not going to be the same yeah it's tough you know what I mean I, but I think well, I think it might have been Ace what he said afterwards after the game he was like man I wish all our home games were here or somebody said that and I, you know obviously you get that experience and uh, I mean, you feel that you know you want that but you know I mean that doesn't mean that the BJC can't be like that because I played like I played when the BJC, BJC was like that sometimes it's just hard to get it 
you know, everything. But at the same time, you know, those things happen when you win. So if the team continues to win, the fans come out. I don't know if they still got to do the dollar dog nights and all that other stuff to get more fans. <laughs> but that's what happens. And, and again, winning helps and solves up most of the problems when it comes to talk, when it comes to talk to sports. So for that, I know you won't be able to get the same intensity as the cholesterol because that is just a, like you, like you've mentioned earlier, just a historic venue in all of Pennsylvania and just even the world, I mean, the United States as well. So, I don't know if you can get that, but I think you can get something, something like that, especially at the at the BJC. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's going to be you know pretty important the rest of the way because that next home game is coming up, right? Like yeah. Northwestern is uh, not to be messed with, as as Tom Izzo will tell you. Um, you know, this is a Northwestern team that is physical; it can shoot, and it has a guy that you and I talked about last week in Boo Booey that can light up any team in the country. And Penn State definitely qualifies as any team in the country. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's that's coming this Wednesday too. And Taylor Battle is going to be on the bench, and there's going to be some. You know what I mean? Emotion for him, I'm sure, being back in the BJC again. It's not the first time he's been there, I don't believe. But like, this is it is a it's a different environment, uh, and and so I think we'll find out like how much this team can build off of something because again, Northwestern is it's the real deal. And then you yeah. if 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 you can't overcome Northwestern, then you got to head to Purdue. And uh, spoiler alert: I don't think Penn State's going to beat Purdue because I don't think many teams are going to beat Purdue specifically in Mackey Arena, which makes Wednesday's game against the Wildcats you know, even more important as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Before, before I jump to that piece, I do want to give DeMarco Dunn some credit that he was huge in that game against Michigan, because obviously you talk about he's doing what he's doing, which we'll be expecting to do Kanye getting his numbers too, but they're having that third guy to, you know, he was able to knock down threes and, and get hot. Man, I, I, I credit him too, to help really helping that Michigan win, but to go into the, you know, what we talk about this Northwestern game. You know, we got two, you look at the schedule, we got Northwestern at home and you're going to Purdue to face the number one team in the country. You hate to say this as a coach, but shit, we got to split. Yeah. Now, you know, our goal, our goal was to split. Not saying that we can't beat the number one team in the country because we just saw Northwestern beat them, you know, two weeks ago at Northwestern. But, you know, I mean, things happen. Basketball guys play, play parts and you're able to do certain things and that nobody expects you to do. Teams get knocked off every day. So, not saying that you can't do it at, at, at Purdue, but you know you want to walk away with this and you know three and three. If you can beat, like you just said earlier, take care of home court. If you can get that to beat Northwestern and something that will be an emotional game for Taylor and for Boo Boo, just to be able to say, hey man, we're back in you know Penn State, where you know my brother became my brother. You know what I mean? As far as like famous and and how great of a player he was, and all that, all that emotion definitely going to weigh in and play a part of it. You just hope that, you know, Penn State comes ready to play. You know, you got it still and put the last game behind, but still ride on the same way that got you back in that second half to win that game and take that over to that Northwestern game. Now you've been at home for now five to seven days, ten days. School starting back up next week, I think. So, hey, man, it, it's right there. You know, so it's time for you uh, to be able to split these, split these two games if possible. School starting back up today, actually, which means uh-huh. I go downtown way less again until we get to uh, like May and then I'll start going back down there. Uh, but I thought it but no, you're on a, Oh, today's Monday. You are right. Yeah. You're today's right. Monday. Yeah. No, it caught me too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting this. I had, uh, yeah. I planned to go to a couple places downtown to eat before they got back and I realized we're already here. So, uh, yeah. no, this is like, this is an important part because 
they, you know, you mentioned that splitting it, they're pretty much like going to have a home followed by an away in some sense or another the rest of the season, right? Only right. two. There, there are a couple times where they have two away games in a row, and there's one time they have two home games in a row. But for the most part, it's alternating. Yeah. And so I think you essentially have to take advantage of that. You need to look at every two-game uh, you know, uh, section of the schedule as this has got to be a split. Yeah. And this is going to be the biggest one the rest of the way because you know, there are other really difficult games that you know you look at their next home games against Wisconsin after Northwestern. Okay, yeah. maybe you don't necessarily expect them to pick that one up. But then it's Ohio State on the road, who you already beat once this year. Mm-hmm. And so you believe you have a chance. Then it's, okay, Minnesota at home, that's a beatable team. Rutgers on the road, who's struggled, right? And then Indiana on the road, who struggled this year. And, and, and so you go down the list, and it gets a little bit – I don't want to say easier because nothing is ever easy in the Big Ten mm-hmm. uh, for for Penn State, as we've seen over the years. But it does lighten up a little bit. So if you can get it here, it kind of gives you the confidence that you can get it the rest of the way too, right? Like it's sure. not necessarily just about like – okay, this is a difficult part of the schedule. It's about making sure those guys feel good because we've seen that this team, when when its emotions are good, when it's when uh, when everyone's bought in, is, is when they're going to play well, right? Like they don't yeah. – I don't want to say they don't handle adversity well, but we've seen that some there have been times where adversity has struck and things have gotten bad quickly, right? And so yeah. I think it's important for them to maintain, you know, kind of high-level vibes, right? Like for lack of a better term, like and make sure that everyone's feeling good because it's going to be a grind, Right. And with the the effort that they put in defensively with that press, like that's the other thing. It could be easy for these guys to get worn down as they deal with both the physicality of being in the Big Ten and the uh, the intensity of the way they play. So that's what like I said this before. We're going to find out how well this press works in the Big Ten this year. I think we're Mm going to learn a lot about how successful Mike Rhodes can be at Penn State. And and it's kind of here. Right. Like that's part of the reason they got back in the Michigan game. They were able to win. How does it do against a team like Purdue that that has uh, an elite big that's one of the best in the country? How does it do against Northwestern, a team that has an yeah. elite uh, ball or elite uh, lead guard, excuse me, and like the kind of guy that can beat a press by himself? We'll find out, right? Like I think these are going to be two really important games for determining what the the future of this program looks like. Yeah, we it sounds like we say that every week. Hey, these next two games, you know, it's going to let us know what you know what this team is uh, again i just want to say i am proud of how they bounced back from that michigan state because i did see that as another snowball effect and because of the way they lost it wasn't uh i hate to call that but it wasn't a moral victory but I, i'm assuming that they must have they they had to have watched that film and learned something to be able to change that and and, and pick it up in the second half against michigan and do it and, and get that win so the only thing i you know i'm, I, I'm looking forward i'm looking down the schedule like you said and they're they're, they're winnable games here and you know, I mean, to stay closer to five hundred, you have to, you got to win some games that you, that you know, the betters are going to say that you're not going to win, but then you know, you, they're possible. And so, I, 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 again, I, I'm proud of the team how they bounced back because you did say, man, like we've seen them hit adversity, and I want to say this is one of the first chances that adversity has hit that they bounced back and been able to take care of business. So, hopefully, now that's the trend that they're going with, and they're going to continue to move that way when adversity does strike, that they can bounce back and, and put it past them. When, and you mentioned like the the projections for who win games, right? Like you look at Ken Palm, they're now projected to go seven and thirteen in the Big Ten. I believe they've been as low as four and sixteen at, at different mm-hmm. points this year in that projection, which I think is a positive sign, right? Because there are a lot of these games that are going to be coin flips, and yeah. so they just need a few of those coin flips to turn their way to go from you know what I mean seven and thirteen to ten and ten. Now. Oddly enough, I don't know that 10 and 10 gets them to the Big Ten tournament. Usually you get to 500 and you're there. 
But yeah. because of the non-conference struggle, was suddenly you're at 16 and 15, and that's not an NCAA tournament team, right? You yeah. need to yeah. you need to play well in the in the Big Ten tournament. But I do think, you know, if if they can take care of business against teams like Michigan, if they can take care of business against teams like Indiana, Minnesota, Rutgers, uh, you know, even even a team like Maryland that is. Uh, has been struggling this year that they play to end the regular season. Who knows how Maryland will be playing at that point. If you yeah. can beat those kind of teams, like you can lock up an NIT bid. And I think it's something we talked about in the preseason. I think an NIT bid is a success in year one, right? Like that is uh, given all of the turnover, given all the changes on the coaching staff, given the, the having to build a new culture and everything. Like, I think that's a major success. And I think that's a, a realistic benchmark to set at this point. Now, they fall short of that, then I think it's fair to start asking questions about where things went wrong. They fall really short, and it, and it, you know what I mean? It ends up being what it looked like a couple weeks ago. Then you and I will start asking even more questions about what this is supposed to look like and how it's going to go. But for right now, like they're in a good spot. Uh, yeah. I know 7-13 and 13 as a projection doesn't sound like a good spot, and you and I talk about splitting and everything. But I think, I think when you are one of the, I don't know, probably three or four bottom teams of the Big Ten – you should be shooting for like that seven, eight win mark, right? And then, yeah. then you build on it for next year. You mentioned yeah. this a, a few episodes ago, building on those vibes to make sure that, you know, the 23 or the 24, 25 season is even better because you're not, you know what I mean? Everyone's more comfortable with each other. Everyone is more, uh, you know what I mean? They're more in sync. The culture is set and guys know what the expectation is. And then suddenly you can take off in that second year rather than falling back or like, you know what I mean? The NIT becomes like, this is what's expected again. Right. I agree, hundred percent. You know, again, not trying to look too far down the line, but that's our job to do that. You know, for them, they just got the next game, and that's the Northwestern. Um, So again, just for them, they just to focus on the next game at hand, and if they take care of that one, they focus on Purdue and go out there and shock the world. You know, that's the only thing you can say. I said that when they when they went to Michigan State, but now you get that's the good thing about the Big Ten. You get another opportunity now. It's even a better opportunity to shock the world because there's not going to be anybody that's going to believe you that you're going to go in there at Purdue besides the people in the locker room that think you guys can go in there and beat them. So, um, but first and foremost, you got to take care of Northwestern. And, you know, that's a winnable game. You know, like you said, it's they got a lead guard. We uh, think Penn State has, you know, two lead guards and with aces established himself in, 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 in the A-10 and even now, and then kind of declare his emergence. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch that battle. I'm looking forward to, you know, obviously the defensive ace, and what he brings and those guys and, and, and against Taylor's brother and Boo Booey and what he's going to bring. Cause you know, there's going to be a lot of, 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 of this going on and that and it'll be a fun matchup to see who's, who's going to be victorious in that, in that side matchup of the, of the guards going against each other. Yeah, no, uh, I'm with you. I think that is, that's kind of the key point for, for how that game goes. Uh, you know, and, and we mentioned like that family aspect. There was some of that at the Plestra too on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. There was uh, Penn State assistant Jimmy Martelli was coaching against mm-hmm. his dad, Phil, uh, who, of course, longtime St. Joe's head coach. Uh, a lot of connections there. That game that actually got set up because Mike Farrelly, uh, who was on staff with the previous regime under Micah Shrewsbury, helped set that up against Michigan, mm-hmm. of course, played under under Mar- uh, Phil Martelli at St. Joe's. Uh, and Phil Martelli was actually the head coach uh, for that game, which I think is very interesting uh, given that Juwan Howard has been, uh, how do I put this? Not, it hasn't gone as well, I think, as Michigan fans expected, right? Like we talk about, you mentioned they, they beat Ohio State and Michigan, something that uh, that Penn State hasn't been able to do in football and basketball mm-hmm. does it in Mike Rhodes' first year. And, and I think part of that is the expectation 
Uh, I'm curious, have you ever had a situation like that where there is someone either not necessarily family even, but someone that you're that close with, right? That is, that is going across from you in a, in like a very real moment. I'm not talking like pickup or whatever. Like I'm talking like, this is like Phil Martelli on some level was helping coach for Jawan Howard's job, right? Like they're trying to maintain what they've got there and keep that staff intact. Meanwhile, Jimmy Martelli's on the other side as an assistant kind of like when they beat Phil Martelli in Michigan, it's kind of putting his dad's job status in in a little bit of jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like this is a, a very real thing where I'm sure the emotions of it have to be incredibly high. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I had something as serious as that as like family. But I don't know. First thing that pops in my yeah. mind is um, me going up against two uh, like my friends, you know, in the NBA. Like you know, Dame and I became very, very close, and you know, he was you know huge in my development. In my first couple of years in Portland, and then I leave and I go to New Orleans, and I remember the first game like against each other. It, it, it was like. I don't want to call it emotional, but it was like, man, I, it was a battle. Like you, like you could pull it up on the clips. Like, and like I'm fouling them hard. Like it's going over. I think one time I had an M one and I like stepped over him. Like it was, and meanwhile, this is my brother, like, you know, till there's still to this day. So I think that that's the only thing I can kind of just remember that. And then like, Hey man, we're battling against each other during like the, during this, during this game. And then afterwards, it's kind of like, man, Man, wish you nothing of the best. Let's touch. You know what I mean? How, like, what you guys got to get this next one. You got to get in the playoff hunt. We're trying to do all that type of stuff in. But at the end of the time, during that time, it's kind of like, hey, this game means more just us as in battling against each other than it does necessarily the outside looking in. And I'm sure that's how it was between his son and father. Like, yeah, they want to win. Not necessarily if it's bragging rights, but hey, you do want to win that game so you can be like, hey, man, I I, I won the game later on down the line to be able to win your having a drink or something or at dinner. But it is weird because when you talk about Juwan and, you know, that that job security that's going on over there, if he has it, if he's losing it, and then, you know, as a son to come and kind of win that and win that battle, it's kind of up in the air. You know, like you don't want to hurt your dad, but at the same time, you have to do what's best for you and the team at the moment. So it, it's a weird situation, but I think, I think you kind of look at it as, as when we step on the court, in between the lines, you know, it's me against you, me against you, you against me. And then afterwards we're family. And that's, and that's how I've always looked at it when I played against old friends, teammates, or even guys that I've been very, very close with. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned Dame. Shout out to him for giving, uh, I saw the the clips of him, him giving the new shoes out and everything, the University of Washington players. And of course, if you look in the background of that, you can see Tim <laughs> Frazier looking real skeptical. What's going on there? Uh, it feels like you were the, the look on your face said you didn't know about the the shoes either. Like you were kind of looking like, what are we doing here? So, so you know, they're playing the Rockets, and you know, I stopped by the hotel. I'm like, hey man, I stopped by the hotel. So we're we're, we're talking, and then he's like, man, they, I forgot, man, I gotta run and do this this thing for Washington football. You want to come? I'm like, man, how long is it going to be? Because I'm like, if he's going to be there a couple hours, I'm like, man, I'm just going to go home. I'll see you the next day. He's like, no, nah, it's going to be like 10 minutes. We're going to go there. Dude. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go. And we're sitting there. Then I look and they're like, man, it's, and it's honestly, it's just how much they built up the city right now because of the game. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's pictures, teams, everything. So we go there. And then, and for me, it's kind of, even for him too, like we talked about it, like it's kind of weird to, to understand how famous he is. Because now we're looking, I'm talking about, we're looking at, you know, NIL deals. Like, these guys are making money. He's a grown man. I'm sure a couple of them probably even have kids. Who knows? But he's like, man, I don't know. Are they going to really be that excited for me to come give them shoes? You know, like, because, so, 
he shows up and then they all go wild. Like, oh my God, is this Dane? Or he said like, you know, so you see the face on mine because I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of weird about it too. I'm sitting there I'm like, Dane, man, you, y'all about to play in a national championship. This Dane, like, you know, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. So that's kind of how I felt about it. But it, it was it was cool to see their reactions and how, how, how excited they were to be able to get his shoes, get, the, you know, get the gear and, uh, you know, take the pictures with him, man. They were, they were super excited about that too. So, man, I hopefully, you know, make good luck to them tonight, you know, in the game. But it was, for me, the, the face you talk about, cause I'm sitting there just, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there like, dang, dang, they really do like it. Dane was really that famous. But to, for me, <laughs> I just, he's just another, you know I mean? Another guy, like I get it. He's, you know, 71 point top 71, put top 75 player, all that type of stuff. But like I said, man, I remember when I just scored a layup and I stood over him and yelled and one like six years ago. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so I'm not looking at it. But like, yeah, again, man, good luck to those guys tonight. It'll be, hopefully it's going to be a good game. Listen, sounds like you have a reason to go and a rooting interest as uh, far as I'm concerned. No. <laughs> then it's Listen, like, all right, do, do I root for the Big Ten? You know, it's Michigan. But then it's like Michigan has had all this stuff going on with Harbaugh. Like, is, is it they reading signs or whatever? I don't know. I, I don't keep up with it. But. <laughs> I just, no, I, 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 I'm like you. I'm a fan. I just wanted to be a good game. I think the two games before or last week were good games. The Texas Washington was a good game. Yep. Alabama Michigan was a good game. You just want a good game. You know, you hate to see a championship be a blowout. Last year, right? Right. Exactly. Last year when Georgia blew the doors off TCU wasn't close for a second of that game. Right. Uh, but no, I'm with you. Uh, can vouch for the shoes too. Have several pairs of daymates. Uh, very comfy shoe. Great shoe. Great basketball shoe. Yeah, uh, sorry about they- that before we move on, John. Uh, so when I was in Portland, Dame and I wore the same shoe, same size shoe. Right. So, you know, I, at the time, so I'm just, he would get two, three pairs and I would just go in there and take a pair, you know, literally. So I'm just, <laughs> so I've been wearing his shoes for, you know, throughout my whole career. And at this time, like later on down the road, I'm playing for uh, the Washington Wizards at the time. And um, I'm with Adidas. And, but all I wear is Dame, so I would just get my package of shoes or something. I got a package of shoes, like his new shoe that came out, and I got it. And I'm thinking, like, hey, since I got it, everybody's got it. And, every like, it's, you know, so I put it on, and I'm wearing it. I'm wearing these new – they were, like, some taxi driver, whatever colorway. I'm wearing them. Yeah. And after the game, like, I'm getting these texts from Dame. He's like, bro, when did you get those shoes? And I'm like, shoot, I got them, like, two couple of days ago like that. And I'm like, I don't even – like, he was – he's like, I don't got them. Right. So then he put us in a chat with the ref. Shout out to JR. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know how he got them. So I wore the shoes before he was able to wear them. I guess they were trying to wait. I guess they were trying to wait for a specific day, you know, marketing piece yeah. or whatever like that. So, but again, I've seen his, his development when his shoes since the, you know, the one all the way up, man. And again, they are comfortable. I still wear them today. Yeah, no, I, I wear them all the time. I I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead, so that won't surprise mm-hmm. anyone that I got, I got too many shoes in my closet anyways, but there, there are plenty of dames in there too that, yeah. uh, Honestly, they're 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 the kind of shoes that I wear them too often, right? Because they're yeah. they're not like overly expensive or anything like that. And I think mm-hmm. he's made a point, you know, to make that the case too. So I'll wear them everywhere, which means they, yeah. I do wear them out a little bit because when you're, you know, my size, like you wear shoes out pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Especially when they're like size thirteens. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're a great shoe, and you know, I like you said, I'm rooting for a good game tonight. Mm-hmm. The semifinals were too good to not have a great national title game to follow it up. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to seeing what Penn State does over this next two game stretch. I think it's yeah. we've said it time and time again. It's gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna learn a lot there, and we will be back again to discuss it uh, the next time we record the Nittany Gritty. But I think that's a good place to leave it for now. If you want to follow Tim on Twitter, you can find him at timfrage twenty three. You can find me on Twitter at john sauber j o n s a u b e r. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.